Welcome to Rick for Dirt, the podcast recorded as the miles happen. As the miles happen. <laughs> Decided I change it up since we're, we're changing it up. Coming to you live from Kate version three, back from Easter Jeep Safari in Moab, Utah. That's right, that's right. And this episode, as well as many of the previous, is presented by Rebel Off Road, Demel Off Road, and Miles Star Tires. And you'll hear a lot more about them a little bit later on. That's right, folks. But first off, man, what a night last night. And Woo! what a morning. Ugh. A doozy. Well, let's, uh, let's rewind a little bit and start back at the beginning. So, did we, did we ever actually get through fins and things? Um, yes, I... You know what? I don't remember. <laughs> it, was, it was that kind of night. I think we did because I remember, I remember telling I think it took us 25 times to start that intro. I think we did because I remember telling the 2323 story on the tires, like the wheels. Okay. So I, I think we did. Okay. I think we did get fin- through fins and things. That's right. That's right. And so I think we're basically uh, now up to what we did on the last trail and today. Cool. And then so, whatever we want to talk about as far as, you know, fun, fun stuff that we learned. Right. Right. So let's see. We did fins and things, got back in, passed out. That day was our scenic day. Yeah. We were supposed much. to we were supposed to do some stuff with Yeti and YOLO. They ended up taking off with Ford. Um so it ended up being us, the KC team, uh Randy Taylor, Aaron in the KC Adventure Rig. We had Jeep Generation Kevin, uh, his wife and daughter from Jeep Generation, and his uh, Jeep JL, which sustained a healthy amount of carnage this past week. Poor yeah. guy. Such yeah. a good dude, and it sucks to see him. But I love the attitude because they're like, yeah, that's why we bought it. Can we talk about that for, for yeah, a minute? Because, yeah. like, first of all, like you said, awesome guy, awesome family. And, like, that's one of those things that can, act, that can totally happen in Moab, regardless 100%. of how good you are. You know, regardless of how new you are. Like, it's what was just, that on Hell's Gate? He flopped it over? Uh, no, it was some other trail. Was it? Yeah, it was another trail. It wasn't Hell's Gate. Um, it, it, it was a V-notch, just not that one. Yeah. Um, and it's. I think it's just one of those things that it doesn't matter how cautious you are. Um, it can happen. You know, things kind of, the, the chips kind of fall where they may. And, it, yep. you know, some things are out of your control. And that's one of the things, one of the risks that we take in doing these kind of things. Totally. So, you know, I, I saw his wife and I was like, dude, so sorry that happened to you. And she's like, it's cool. She was filming yeah, when that happened. She was like, she's, it's cool. That's yeah. What she does. It's fine. The good news is he said it was a really slow flop. Like right. it, like it, the, the Jeep kind of went over on its side very, very slowly. So she was able to get her hand in um, when she was filming what was happening and that the window was down. So luckily when they flopped over, they didn't break the glass. Um, all they broke was a mirror and dented the door. That's, yeah, that's crushed, amazing. Crushed the side wind mirror and so, you know, broke the door. That could be replaced. You know, glad they're safe because their health can't be replaced. You know? Right. Did so. he tell you how it happened? Like why it happened? No. He said um, because he doesn't have the steering assist that basically oh, his, his pulled wheel, him over. Yeah, his wheel locked right. in and he couldn't pull the wheel back with the steering wheel. Like, and he, couldn't, he, he couldn't get it to come back. And so it just kind of like, you know, went up like they normally do, right? They climbed Get ready for a sponsor plug. <laughs> this section brought to you by PSC Steering Performance. And why is that important? Because I can steer with one finger now. Right. My PSC system. And I'm steering it. I, I, I've had the pleasure of, of driving Kate. You're actually driving her right now. Right, exactly. Because I hit my wall. Right. Big time. Yeah, no, that was for a sure. Long week. But, you know, teamwork makes the dream work. 
Which is really impressive that Marco actually is driving behind us right now, following us. Oh, Marco's and like our spotter, like like our get home safe spotter. Marco's a machine. <laughs> that guy, it's like super easy. I just yeah. drive. You know, I drive. I drive from Moab to home, super easy, no problem. Right. I cook, super easy. Everything's just super easy. Meanwhile, me, I'm like, I'm dying. <laughs> Granted, Marco doesn't have the vices I have, so I think he was drinking iced teas all night. Yeah, he was drinking iced teas. He went to bed relatively early. Yeah, he dipped out of the rebel party really quick. Yeah, yeah. We, on the other hand, did not. No. Um, but you know what? No regrets. That's that's you know no we're, we were having regrets. a fantastic time. Yeah. R A G. Not even one little letter. Regrets. Yeah, so... Um, Anyways, Kevin came, um, a little, uh, a new acquaintance, um, new kind of uh, friends of us, Matthew and his girlfriend, Daniela, they came in his uh, JK. He actually bought my front axle housing. So, you know, younger couple, um, I felt myself going to dad mode a couple times. Like, at one point, they missed where we were meeting or something. And I had to go chase him down and bring him back. And I'm like, hey, come with me. They're like, you came back? I'm like, yeah, 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 let's go. <laughs> it's like, the bus is leaving. Um, so it was them. It was Mike, Mike Hernandez from uh, Fieldcraft Survival. He was with us uh, with Austin and Rob. Um, Kelly Nomura from Tread Magazine came Oh, yeah, out. yeah, Kelly. She brought her GX out. She brought her GX, did fantastic. Um, and her pup. And her pup, yep. And then who else? Oh, and Scott, Texas. Uh, what's his full thing? Texas Lander or something like that? Yeah, something like that. He's I got a know. white JL Scott, or something like that. Right? Cool dude. Into a lot of different shit. Like, um, loves fishing. Likes likes to just, you know, cruise along and totally kept up with everybody. Had a good time. Really, uh, really enjoyed it. What's up? The temp is down to 222. You want to hit the AC? If you want to, it's down to 222. I mean, it's going to go back up. Okay. So we're, it's funny. Uh, we'll leave that in because it's hot as shit in this car right now. Like, oh, we are sweating because Kate keeps going up to like 248, 250. If she hits 250, she goes into basically limb mode until the RPMs come down. Um, but it's this, it's been this battle right now. And I, and I don't know exactly what the deal is with the cooling. Um, maybe it's a bad idea to spray paint your uh, intercooler. I don't know. I don't know exactly what happened. I'm going to have to dig into it. One more thing to add to the list. <laughs> right. Uh, add it to the list. Add it to the list. And, uh, yeah. But with that said, we are kind of windows up. You know, if you crack your, if you crack your window, I don't think the, the noise is going to be too bad. More ambiance for our listeners. So we're just kind of swimming balls, heading up uh, the pass right now, back into uh, California. We already crossed the Vegas, not too long ago, we crossed the Vegas border and are slowly making our way home. Um, but yeah, so all those people came out with us and we went on to a, a trail that we actually closed the last time we were in Correct. On. Yep, correct. That's where, that was one of the roads that was like, I think we, I said it a few times and the last time we did this two years ago where it was just quintessential Moab like if you it go to Utah gorgeous. and it's you know you see the, the the type of landscape that you see in photos and the entire reason that you go to Moab the draw and the allure all of that is, is kind of what you see on Potash Road which then turns into Schaefer Road Schaefer Trail Schaefer Trail yeah yep. and it's stunning 
I mean, it was it's it put it way, it was so beautiful. We did it again, and we took friends with us this time. Yeah. So and I wasn't bummed. I wasn't. Yeah, bummed. it's it, a it's a really easy trail. Honestly, totally. If you've got like a if you have a Subaru Impreza, it'd be totally fine. Yeah, I'd say any just about any stock vehicle that isn't yeah. excessively lowered. Like I maybe wouldn't take a sports car out there, but right. I'd say any family sedan could probably do fine. My, my, there's a there's a couple of spots where you'll probably have to pick your line, but it's only because yeah. there might be a rock on the trail. You just yep. gotta move. You just gotta go around it. Like it's not a big deal. Yeah, but to, the views. I mean, there's a there's a larger version of Horseshoe Bend right. at one oh. point, which is a beautiful overlook. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's like 700 feet down. Um, the switchbacks of Schaefer Trail itself were amazing. Uh, Little fun fact: A really good staging spot is actually uh, the Poison Spider Trailhead. It's uh, potash, right, right. Uh, prehistoric or dinosaur tracks and petroglyphs is what it's called. And that that's actually off of Potash Road. And I've always wanted to do a Poison Spider. It was closed that day for the Red Rock uh, uh, four wheelers. They were doing their you know Easter Jeep Safari runs right on that road, but. Uh, but I definitely plan to do it next time we come out. I, I knocked off a couple Jeep trails. Yeah, no, absolutely. We did. We did good. It was a good so, week, man. It was a good week. It was it was great to see everyone's face light up. And, you know, we took him actually back to the spot where we did our podcast uh, from last time. On we that ledge. Yeah. On that ledge. And it's, it's so funny seeing how different people reacted to the heights. Like, at one point, Mike was so freaked out, but couldn't help himself but, like, step out onto, like, one of the sketchier ledges. And I jumped on there and hugged him tight and he was so like it was like the biggest trust fall ever like and you realize how much faith you put in people's hands oh absolutely you're standing next to a 700 foot cliff absolutely like right at the edge yeah absolutely it's it's nuts and it's but you know i said it i said it on the trail that this is a total tourist trail and i think on the last day we were all so tired from just running around and go 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 the entire week that we needed to kind of have something that wasn't super demanding but that was also kind of inspiring, beautiful, right. scenic, and just a quintessential, memorable way to end things out. Totally. So. Yeah, man. And then uh, we spent a little bit of time at that overlook. We ended up um, airing back up, and that was pretty much the end of our wheeling. Yeah. Um, we ended up uh, Oh, and that trail has bathrooms, by the way, which is a huge... Huge. Where were the bathrooms on that trail? Like so right when, right when you pass the horseshoe yeah. bend, yep. um, that horseshoe overlook, you go about another couple hundred yards, and then there's a bathroom there, and right. the bathrooms kind of after that are about every two or three miles is a bathroom. And the cool thing about meeting up at that Poison Spider Trail, there's a bathroom there too. So yeah, you guys so, take care of business and then head out and enjoy yourself. So if you have kids, that's this, that, yep. or or a wife or whoever, you have a small bladder. This this is the spot. And let um, me tell you, if you're looking for awesome trails to do in Moab with your family and kids, this is one of them. Yeah, yeah. This is a trail that you can honestly, if you really wanted to, you could probably knock it out in three or four hours. Oh, or totally, you could spend the entire day out there. Like, it's, it's that amazing. We so. even saw some uh, bighorn sheep. That's right. How did we not mention that? We just did. You're right. Earlier. <laughs> that you, but that was like a big highlight. Like, we all yeah. jumped out. And we were like little kids. Dude, like, a couple of things came from that stop. One, we saw the cool sheep. And I've never seen that kind of wildlife on that trail before, except for a cow. Totally, I mean, I saw the sign when we went in that said this is home to bighorn sheep, Right. but last time we didn't see any, and I definitely didn't expect to see any this time. I was like, cause they always say that, they even say that here um, in the California desert, they're like, bighorn sheep, or, you know, whatever. Totally. And you're just like, yeah, sure, okay, whatever. Right. And no, nah, never, and then go lo and behold, we round a corner and there's like, what, five or six of them just, just in, chilling. Just, just chilling, laying down, <laughs> looking at us, looking at them. Um, 
there was this big red boulder like between where we parked on the road to where those sheep were and it's it was funny i ran i ran on this around this boulder i wanted to get to the top and on the back side of it i find a ledge that i start to climb and i realized how into it i was because i was kind of a it was one of those climbs where when you're bouldering you're at the point of no return and right. that's usually where the mat comes in yeah and you fall and you hit your crash pad but i didn't have a crash pad it was kind of irresponsible but that was the name of the the week and but i gotta say that rock that red rock out there is so grippy that normally i have shit at palming stuff but i was able to palm the rock and have enough grip to start to pull myself up yeah and then much to my chagrin i didn't really start out to boulder i just wanted to get to the top of this rock and i get up there and i see austin's on the other side of like you know one of the humps of the rock like he's up there with you yeah and i like and i get up i get up on top of the hump and i look down and he's got a full step that goes right he right just up. walks up he basically walked up and i'm like motherfucker my my heart's pounding through my chest i'm like i almost saw my like spine break and this this dude just kind of walked up but you've you've done climbing like that's something yeah. that you do you have i've seen your climbing shoes you have the you dude, have the I carabiners love, and i love climbing i just don't do it enough that's something that i want to do it's a perishable like, skill you know i need uh, to take advantage of the fact that you're my friend and you and go out there just and go learn boulder and shit yeah learn how to do that yeah. and like and the other cool thing too on the way out remember we were blown away at how yeah. many people were just like on the side of the road between the beginning of we're talking, road. we're talking about potash road when it's still road. like asphalted yeah like before the poison spider right. um just I mean, these these sheer cliffs and he's like some of them are like a little bit graded um but tons of just adventure troops families yep you know solo adventurers uh parking their vans right alongside of the road so you know drive slow be mindful a lot of kids out there. A lot of kids were climbing. Um, a lot of kids running around the vans. And yep. you're, you're literally driving right next to these But guys. how cool is that to, like, pull over, so throw your door open, and literally... Start climbing. Start climbing. Yeah. Like, the, 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 the wall is, like, six feet from your door. <laughs> like, I was out there wheeling in Moab, and I still had FOMO for some of the other shit I saw right? while we were out there. Like, <laughs> oh, the mountain like, biking, dude. The mountain biking that we oh, saw that, my gosh. that, like that like ledge that we saw those so, guys yeah Holy, what trail was that that was in the very beginning that was on um uh cane creek cane creek now yep. that's the that's a famous trail yeah oh yeah yeah there's a that, that's where the shot company or in the headset company name comes from cane creek so what i would recommend is if you guys have the ability or an opportunity take your bikes with you if you're in a mountain biking because what a waste to set out to this amazing location yeah that people flock to for climbing for mountain biking kayaking kayak the colorado paddle, river paddleboarding whatever paddleboarding like, like this yeah the colorado river is right there it's green as hell yeah like, like basically whatever you do other than wheeling whatever yeah. outdoor adventure stuff you do other than driving or overlanding or wheeling take it with you <laughs> it's awesome and it's good for wheeling yeah exactly so which is like crazy to me that they'd be so strict and try to try to restrict wheeling for like the city of Moab when so much of their like so much revenue comes through that you know yeah it's such a so I don't destination I don't, spot I don't really know what they're trying to do you might know better than I mean I think you know more than I do on that one um, are they trying to like l close trails or are they just trying to restrict so, traffic to trails or what are they what are they doing I, I mean I would love to get Evan from tread lightly on here and kind of discuss this um, those are that's the company uh, the nonprofit that we worked with on Monday and we did that trail stewardship project uh, that kind of ended in tears of mine. 
<laughs> um, with death wobble. But uh, but yeah, everyone would know more. All from what I've heard from the from the stories I've heard is that the city of Moab is not really feeling all these jeeps out there on the trails, dropping oil, you know, laying down rubber, this, that, and the other. Oh, I see. But I, I, I just can't see them getting rid of it. You know, no offense to uh, climbers, but they're pretty self-sufficient. So it's not a it's not a criticism, but they're not spending a ton of money. Yeah, they're not supporting. I, I mean, they're definitely not supporting all the shops that are there. You know, not to that same degree. That there definitely isn't an REI there. There might they might be buying some shoes here and there. Music you know, beer, they're, they're probably drinking. They're yeah, eating. drinking, eating for yeah. sure, for sure. But they're not staying at the hotels for the most part. You know, like they're they're just out there enjoying their lives. Um, the mountain bikers, sure, but it's like how many trails and how much mountain biking you know is out there versus how many jeeps do you see like left and right, and not just during EJS, just in general, like, like everywhere. Yeah, you know, Dixie off road like goes until like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. sometimes for the sheer volume of work that comes yeah, through Yeah, because I, I asked her that question because I had heard a rumor. And what's her name? Tara. Tara. And she said, um, she said, we don't stop until the work's done. So she said, if the work is takes us 24 hours, like if there's just cars stacked up tr- or, you know, Jeeps and, v- right. and trucks stacked up, we're going to keep working. And her, guys she, are, her guys are just surgeons. Totally. Oh, she gave huge credit to her guys because obviously without them, she you know couldn't get the couldn't get the, the vehicles cycled through. Totally. And I mean that's mind blowing. Like Tara runs like the front of the house, and it's a family-owned business. They also have a location out in Hurricane, uh, Utah, I believe. Yeah, Hurricane. Yep. Um, and uh, her brother Bryce runs that Moab location. Well, it's it's just outside of Moab with her, and Bryce is in the back. You know, I think he runs a shop in the back. Got it. Yeah. Um, super nice dude. Tara's like an amazing woman. Um, and then there's Patrick, her brother, who's, I believe it's her brother or cousin. I'm not sure. But Patrick's about us. And the guy is just like so quick with the wit. Um, <laughs> he's heard every story. He's heard every plea because everyone wants their shit done yesterday. But right. He's like, dude, I got, he's like, I got 20 tickets lined up, but I'm going to try to get you in as soon as possible because I was inquiring about getting some shit done to Kate which I ended up being able to fix on my own right, anyways. But right, Like, it's just so comforting to know, like, there's a shop like that out there, especially yeah. with how crazy those trails are. It's amazing that, like, they're that they're so quick to turn around vehicles. Like, Marco had a, had, I think it was a drive shaft problem. Right. Right, and so and he was running the next day. Like, yep. The next day, he was out He was out. He's all he did, Hell's Revenge. I'm like, in two-wheel drive, he goes, no, I got to fix over at Dixie. And exactly. Got out of my way. I'm like, damn, dude. That's awesome. Exactly. And, um, God, I lost my train of thought. But, oh, I was gonna say, so this is this is another thing that you should probably take with you if you're um, going to Moab and you're gonna take your rig and you plan on wheeling and doing these trails is um, things will break, but don't let that deter you. You know there is support right. there, and on the trail, it's it's a huge community. We were talking about this I think ex- extensively to yesterday, and someone's gonna help you. You're gonna have some support to get you off the trail and get you to where you need There's to be. There's so many random parts in people's rigs. Yep. Like the most random thing I saw was when we were with Darren Parsons on Sunday, uh, last last Sunday. Yeah. And his fuel pump was giving him problems, and in true like Baja racer, desert racer right. style, not Baja, but like de- the dude's like desert born and raised, like he freaking pulls out a fuel pump. Yeah, he just has one. Just has one, and that's <laughs> not a, that is not an average component. No. Drive shaft, axles, builds, sure. Yeah. You know, but a fuel pump, not not, not something I normally that was carry impressive. around. That yeah. was, but Darren's a very impressive man, so. Yeah, and so 
I mean, I personally witnessed two when I when I did the run with Rebel, we right. did uh, Metal Masher, and I was riding in the back seat of Bond's uh, the command vehicle, the the orange JL, and that thing is a beast. Like yeah, it's, it's got it's on it's on a set of forty two inch tires. It's just it's stupid how awesome that thing is, and you know there were he was spotting a couple of guys right. um, on different ops. I actually actually I think both of them um, broke down on the same obstacle. And it was this kind of nutty waterfall. And one of them, we heard the loudest pop slash explosion I think I've, uh-huh. ever, I've ever heard. And he um, he grenaded his um, his ring gear. Oh, wow. Like the differential just went boom. Who was that? Um, I think his name was John. Oh, he was just one of the guys on one the One of the guys, yeah. Like he was that. just one of the guys. He's a friend of Bond. Bond knows him really well. Just uh, blew it up. Just blew it up. And so um, somebody else volunteered to stay with him and taxi him, like tow him back, and or ride with him back because he was able to drive it. Um, but it was it was making noise, but he was able to drive it. The other guy, You're right, who was there, um, was more catastrophic. He destroyed something in the front end. I don't know exactly what it was, but it was bad. Yeah. Uh, so they spent some time working on that, and um, but they were and that that guy was towed the entire way out. Wow. Um, and one guy took them both, led them out. Bond offered multiple times. He was checking him. He was in radio comms the entire time they were getting towed out. Bond? Yeah. Oh, yeah well, th- and, that's just the way that dude is. Yeah. That's the way he runs. He, yeah. No man left behind. Let's have as much fun as possible, but let's have and like everyone clockwork. get out of here. And like clockwork, every 15 minutes, he was like, hey, uh, John, how are you guys doing? What's your progress status report? Yep. And they would tell him, hey, we're here. We're at this point on the trail. Everything's going well. Um, so far, everything, everybody, every, you know, things are going our way. And then those guys radioed in when they were out and safe. Um, and Bond, you know, he said, if I didn't turn around, just tell me, just say the word. I will turn around and come help you. Right. And they were, luckily, um, he didn't have to. They had it under control. And he's genuine about it. Oh, absolutely. It he's not just, that's not just lip service. That's absolutely. not lip service and it wouldn't have even, like, bothered him. It'd just yeah. be part of his adventure, you know? Yeah. And that's, I mean, that to me, I want to say that's unique to Bond. And he, and I think, I think his method is unique in the sense that he really does care. And he's got a ton of knowledge. Right. But... His 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 attitude is not right. His attitude is super common. Like I've seen, I've been in so many vehicles, even when we were shooting um, on on fins and things. Right. Like I didn't know probably fifty percent of the people on that trail, and every right. single one of them offered me a seat in their jeep when I needed to. Oh yeah, catch when I up. left you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, where's my Frank? Have you seen my Frank? Is my Frank in there? I was out, so I was out shooting, and you know, I mean, I got I've got to run. Yeah, I've got to run front to back, and like you know. Get shots of race. You got obstacles. your exercise this week, didn't you? Oh, totally, man. I got in some serious like walking and riding this week. Your your watch, your Apple Watch is super. Oh, it was blowing you. up like for days. Just those yeah. little those little rings that it puts out that were just like firing up the whole week. So funny. That was pretty funny. So this, uh, yeah. So I can't say enough about how proud I am to be a part of this community and nice to contribute. Yeah, buddy. So we ended the Schaefer Trail run, and everybody was like smiles, like stoked. Yeah. Same feeling that we had, like yeah. I mean, the first time you see those switchbacks, you're just like in awe, and then you see you get up to the top of those bluffs, and you're just like, shit, this is, this is awe inspiring, you know, and uh, and we left. We had to bone out. At first, I wanted to go get lunch with some of the guys. Uh, once we got aired up, I'm like, hey, let's go do lunch. And then I'm like, wait, the whole reason why I didn't even talk about lunch earlier is because. Milestar was having a very special event. Oh yeah, I'm it, stoked that you and, got to come uh, to it with me. Yeah, I got to go, and it was, I think, uh, it, I mean, it was, it was a very special event, but yep. I think it was extra special for you. It was, it was, and uh, you know, the relationship with Milestar was on one, on one part, it was a leap of faith. Um, 
I was being supported by Cooper well. They had given me tires. Um, didn't really give me a hard time about tires, but that was the limit, right? And and in the point of where I was at, you know, especially once I came over to KC, I wanted I wanted to partner with people that were actually proactive in doing cool shit. And a partner in that same mentality came in the form of Martin Castro, who's not only been very integral to my own build in terms of connecting me with the right people, helping me physically with labor, like, cause he's a badass, you know, with uh, impact uh, driver and, uh, and a welder. Um, but, you know, he's just also, also a very large emotional support for like, when I'm, when I'm like concerned about something or I need kind of some advice, the dude's there. Yeah. And I love that. I love that man uh, in, the, in the best way possible. Um, and he came around and the first time I met him, it was the, it was the, it was after I'd gotten the Milestars, I had just gotten them through their social media agency. It was um, Garbage Dream Media. They were doing activations uh, for them. And the deal was, and it came through American Overland, Eric, my buddy Eric. And so Eric put me in touch with the boys over at Garbage Dream. Um, they like the rig. They're like, yep, we're in. We'll get you a set of tires. And all we request is a photo shoot. And then you're done. We wow, don't, that's we it? We don't even need anything else from you. Like, we just <laughs> run the tires, do whatever, sell them. We don't care. Yeah. But we want to get the photos and we want to build content. It's, which to me was like, wow. Like, that's not normal. Okay. So. Which is awesome that you got the, that you had that opportunity. Oh yeah, so I got the tires and I got my photo shoot and it was cool and you know it was a uh, it was great like hanging out and um, you know experiencing that it was it was a cool experience and then a short while later I ended up at the Costa Mesa Off Road Expo uh, that was put on by Lodestone and uh, I believe the Four Wheel Network at that time. Yeah, right. Network. Yep, that was at uh, the OC Fairgrounds, right? Yep. And I went, I went there and I got to meet Martin for the first time. And he's like, kind of like, he's the man supporting the man, which would come in the shape of Andrew Hoyt, which is Martin's boss. But these two work so well together and are of such the same type of mindset. It's impressive. But Martin himself, like he introduced himself, shook my hand. This is right. This was right as we were getting into like the cusp of COVID. We didn't really know what we were looking at. We didn't, we didn't know the severity. Just, it was just kind of like just starting. We were using hand sanitizer and we were like not super critical on the mask thing at that point. You know? Yeah, cause it was, this was the very beginning of everything. Yeah. It was more like wash your hands. Right. Keep some keep, distance. Keep some distance. Yeah. yeah. And then the mask thing really took off, right? Yeah. Um, but anyways, shakes, shakes my hand. We share some beers and I'm like, this dude's all right. Not only is he all right, but he's like, you can see him thinking and there's there's more to him, you know? Oh yeah, the gears are always turning in that guy's yeah. head. So you can see them gears. Yeah. You can see them gears through them eyes, turning. And he's like sizing you up and he seems like the kind of guy to me that if he likes you, he's, he's reconciled whatever doubts he might've had and he's moved forward. If he doesn't like you, there's probably a reason, you know? So, which was very evident from the event we went to. So we get to this event. We're one of the two first people to show up uh, next to Marco. I think actually, did we, didn't we like walk in with Marco? Uh, yeah, yeah, we did. He showed up like right behind us. Yeah, showed up, Marco's been 
Mark has been behind us this whole time. Yeah, <laughs> he's like awesome. ever present. <laughs> ever in present, a great Marco. way, in the best way. And so we, uh, wow, did the temperature seriously say 99 right now? Yes. Almost to 100? Yes. Son of a gun. And it's it is spring. warm. Yeah, and we're we are doing this for you with our windows kind of up. And no AC. Cracked. Because and if uh, I turn that AC on, my engine is going to yeah, explode. Yeah, so for reference, because I'm sure a lot of you don't know where the giant thermometer is, which is what Ali is reading. Uh, we're in Baker. Baker, we're just past Baker. Baker. And to the left, the Mojave that right Road. There, that's the, that's the uh, dry lake bed. Yep. Right there on the left. That's where we had another great adventure. Which is so Spent funny. You can hours. see this from there, but you cannot get from there you can't to get this. There. Yeah. Quickly. Yeah, you, you, think that if you, would, you would think that if you took Zizek's Road, which is right up here, that you could just drive straight out there, and you can't. You get you get to that wellness center area. Yeah, exactly. You but get close. You, you are actually technically not allowed to cross that lake bed. Correct. And you always see the tracks that, that dude that or girl that like took off and yep. did it, but it's not right. Don't be that person. Don't be that person. It's a it's, it's a protected land, right? Absolutely, it is. I mean, you don't want to make the salt crystals dirty for the next kid that comes up and is like totally <laughs> awestruck by <laughs> right. eating this like white crest on top of dirt. Yeah, yeah, Michael from Overland Band told us that. And he's yeah. like, no, lick it, really. I'm not kidding. And sure enough, it is like some of the most delicious salt I've ever had. It's tasty. It's ridiculously good. So don't mess it up. Yeah, don't mess stay it up. Stay off that trail yeah. or stay off that bed. Anyways, so we got there and it slowly starts to fill up. Martin uh, and Andrew are there and they're kind of trying to get a little bit of food in them before everything starts because they're not going to, they had a lot to do. They weren't going to eat while the rest of us ate. They said, order whatever you want. They said, drink as much as you want. Enjoy yourselves as much as you can and connect with one another. What they were doing was announcing their 2021, uh, are we 21 or 22? Uh, problem. I'm going to guess 2021 going into the, for the next year. For the next year, right? So their team going into the rest of this year and to next year um, of the Milestar Factory team. And just through the course of the relationship from that moment at that off-road expo through COVID, we actually got really strong through COVID, me and Martin, to where I'm at now. And nothing, straight up, what Kate turned into for this event that we just went and did at EJS, none of this would have been possible without a few people, namely John and Martin, straight up. Like these two either put the, the sweat equity or the relationship equity to work yeah. to help me to get to this point. Yeah, and so, so all things came through them. Truly selfless individuals. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And then, of course, Eric for introducing me to Barn. Right. Tony for introducing me to John. So it's always like, it's, it's, it's so rad to always, uh, one day I'm going to do a whole tree. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm going to draw out a tree of like that first point of contact and how it all started to like waterfall down. And and it's the, the crazy thing is, is how a lot of these were like friends of friends who then yeah. became like friends. Like, like they were such good friends that if they vouched for another person, exactly. they knew you were instantly they bringing, a friend. Yeah, they weren't bringing anybody. Right. They were, they were bringing somebody who had some, you know, but who had a certain vibe. Right, exactly. So what's really cool about the Milestar Factory team is, um, and kind of coincidental, which Martin's gonna call bullshit, but it's not. Cause Alan, me and Alan been working on a KC family and uh, of a similar name. Uh, but it's the, they call it the high life. And it's a really fun fact about their tires of different things that they they have that really make them unique so that yeah, other I people never, can't steal. I never knew that. That's awesome. Go yeah. ahead. 
yeah, they can't, nobody can steal the molds, you know? And they, they just, they take such pride and, and there's a love. And I, I had no idea that it was like, you know, US based, you know, from day one back in the 1970s. Like, it's just a company that has truly crawled its way up to greatness through the efforts of Andrew, through the efforts of Martin, and through the efforts of these unique individuals that they brought into the family. And the diversity was insane. Right, right. Like, they've truly attacked so many different avenues from the influencers like, you know, uh, Marco to uh, shops, race shops to uh, storied suspension companies like Metal Cloak. Right, uh, manufacturers of yeah, all manufacturers types. Yeah, manufacturers like the, the Curry family is, you know, Martin's friends with the Currys. Like, like, there's a lot of roots there. Right. And, of course, with KC, too, um, and the things that we're going to be doing together, um, the sky's the limit. And I've got, like, all I know is I've got two partners in them that they are willing to do whatever cool shit that we can come up with within reason. It's can badass. I, can I tell you how utterly blown away I was by that man's ability to just pull <laughs> some crazy, like, factoid slash anecdote personal story personal and not even yeah not even just like some like superficial like reference like a meaningful like charismatic delivery of the relationship that he has with these individuals is impressive that dude like totally missed a calling as an MC or like right like he is that is magic up there man it's awesome it was so entertaining I mean for every single person so what they did was they would call up your name and I actually put him in touch with my buddy Aaron over at 511. And so Milestar got hooked up with a bunch of badass 511 bags. And they kitted out these bags with a ton of swag uh, because they're pushing hard into like more of a lifestyle brand uh, for their, you know, for their family members. And uh, and they just, they stuffed, I haven't, I haven't even looked through all the pockets to see what's all what, but. And we, he did say, make sure you look through yeah, all the pockets. <laughs> they had a cool collaboration with Off The Grid Surplus. Um, there's like co-branded stuff with them. Um, there's cool shirts. There's a shirt that looks like a Miller, Miller logo, but it's a uh, Milestar, and I love it. It's like the placement on it. Everything's like badass. Um, I don't know. They're doing they're doing cool shit, and I'm stoked that we're doing it together. And the rest of this year and next year is just gonna be so much fun. I I think, um, and so awesome for uh, the the family that we have at KC and the family that we have at Milestar and and the and the all the crossover there is between the two. Yeah, and I don't. And also, I want to make sure I want to mention Andrew, um, because that's another guy that we don't talk about a lot, right? And he's. I had an opportunity to really have some some a couple of good conversations with him. Sorry, I had to shift. And, <laughs> <laughs> and man, he's he's got a an equally sized heart, right. like of you know, take your pick of the people that we've mentioned already. Like that guy is probably one of the coolest people I've met in the shortest amount of time like correct like it's pretty awesome they, they've, they've got a good team he's very genuine he's very sincere and he's got a very storied background he does he used to be on the board for Tread Lightly did you know that he used to work at Sears did you know that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> but the Tread Lightly piece was interesting because me and Martin just talked to Evan yeah about circling some wagons on that effort and you dude we talked to Evan or we talked to Martin to talk to Evan, me and Martin finally got to talk to Evan. Evan's down, right. Martin's down, you're down. Rick for dirt's in. We're gonna do some cool shit. It's gonna be awesome. We're gonna get Casey involved. We're gonna get other people involved, and we're gonna do a honest to goodness, fun, 
little trail stewardship slash cleanup, you know, series of events. Yeah, I really can't wait to start doing that site again. You know, I mean, you know that that's what I was doing before we started Reef for Dirt. Um, before, before we were doing pretty much anything else, right? Like, I think I was going out on my own and I was um, doing cleanups with right. other people, like people like Kingston and Jordan, right? right? And those guys and John from uh, SoCal Overland. Like, that's always been a passion of mine. I'm a firm believer in, in giving, giving more than you take. And I think that for us in the outdoor industry, um, and I say that encompassing everything outdoors, not just off-road. Right. Uh, people who use public lands, um, you don't have to have maybe that exact mindset, but I think you need to at least try and give back um, equal to what you take, I think. And if you can't give back equal, then at least support people that can do it in your stead. Right, 100%. And I think that's kind of an interesting uh, comment because I feel like that's the tact that I've always taken too, which is circle the wagons, combine efforts, um, do more with each other rather than on your own. We're stronger yeah, together. Yeah, I was going to say, that that's a that's a very powerful phrase, and stronger together. And, yeah. you know, yeah, we may come from different backgrounds, different companies, um, different philosophies or ideals, but at the end of the day, if we do band together for a particular cause, man, nothing we can't accomplish. I mean, like, like even in, even something as simple, like when we were driving up Potash Road to do, to do the trail, and we saw them building that giant pit remember and you said man humans they're like oh, a bunch right. of ants yeah what, right? a, what a bunch of industrious insects we yeah, are. yeah yeah exactly that's, that's what you said they're building and, a dam and it's just like you're just seeing these tiny little ants moving mountains moving know? mountains yeah and i go those are those are human beings and there's no reason why we can't do that you know metaphorically or comparatively in in whatever else we want to apply ourselves to together you know? we can move mountains people let's do it let's start moving some shit so we wrapped up the night over there um you know profusely thanked martin and andrew just for all the great shit that they're into and they do just good good like-minded people and we headed out to the rebel uh, house i think we found ourselves there like three times this, this past week yeah yeah we were there three times i mean it's just yeah it was a ton of fun every time i mean the rebel guys are huge supporters of casey lights all their rigs I mean, if you have to ask, you're not looking hard enough because all the rigs have KCs on them. Um, they, they're great friends, great partners, and they're a lot of fun to hang out with. They are. A lot they of really fun. are. Now, I don't know how much usable content we got out of some of that stuff <laughs> from, uh, from last night. And time will tell now once you get to editing and we'll see what, uh, we'll see what we end up with. But I will say one thing for sure. It was really, really funny. Like, there's no question. And whether or not you'll ever hear some of that funny stuff, um, they're just they're just fun people, like-minded, uh, like to have fun. And Mike Hernandez came down. Mike Hernandez uh, came down with Austin and, and Rob. And then we had uh, Randy and Taylor from KC. My boys, love you guys. You guys did so good this past week. And uh, and then we had uh, Marco, who's Marco, for a minute. Yeah, he came over. Yep, and then Brandon from uh, Revolution Gear and Axel, who is staying with them. Yep, yep. Brandon Barkle, we had Austin. Uh, so we had two Austins. We had Austin from Fieldcraft and then Austin, uh, who was doing video for Rebel. And, of course, Bond and Evan uh, in the house as well. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's quite anybody? the lineup. And Brandon, uh, Brandon Barkle's um, Gladiator. 
If you haven't seen that thing, that thing's, that thing's a beast. Yep. And pay special attention to the Pelican cases he's got on the side. He has a full he has a full tool set um, for this trip that he that he laid out and cut out to put on that thing. And they put the big old stickers in the side of his support vehicle. And yeah. that thing is legit. That was no it's a joke. legit support vehicle. That was no joke. Yeah, absolutely. And it goes everywhere. It goes everywhere. Man, it was awesome. hard for him to get tires too. Yeah. They were searching oh, for those super 42s hard. forever. I think they ended up getting them from uh, Casey Curry. Oh, um, did he? Uh, yeah, a set of tires that he wasn't using. He shipped them out to them um, and for this event. So, I mean, again, people helping people. So, you know, it was it was a really, really fun night. We recorded we recorded the last podcast that you guys might have listened to already. And, uh, and yeah, then <laughs> Frank and I had gotten a house through um, with the guys at Romer. And we had mistakenly thought we had it through Friday. Oh, right. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was only through Thursday morning. And in uh, and, and proper fashion, Rugged came through for us. Uh, Dustin over at Rugged made some calls, and he was leaving with one of his guys, I think Brady. They were leaving uh, that following day. So yeah. they had two rooms become available. We ended up getting to that house so late, actually, that we ended up just crashing out in the living room. And, uh, and I woke up feeling like death. Right. Like just so. Which, by up. the way, man, I can't thank you enough for letting me have the couch. Like that was. Oh yeah, but dude, you have that to understand. Was I, I used to sleep on floors all the time, whether I was couch surfing, sleeping on floors. Um, have never had an uncomfortable time really, on the floor. Like I can tell you straight up that if I had I slept on the floor, I would not be driving today. Uh, I'd be like, I'd, I would look like, like the old man, like Mr. Burns, just all funny. hunched over and twisted in like seven different directions. I remember I spent one night in jail and one of the guys that was locked up there takes one of the extra rolls of toilet paper and made the smartest pillow out of it. <laughs> and it's like, funny enough, I ended up in jail again and I used that same exact trick. And so once <laughs> you have a pillow, dude, all you need is a pillow. That's, that's, that's a good point. The, that's, that's the one thing point. I would say you need. Now, whether it's a roll of toilet paper or a nice down pillow, which we had. Like, right. A pillow makes all the difference. It really, you can it, sleep it on really a piece does. of carpet. Easy. It truly does. It kind of takes the edge off. Right. Um, not that I not that I was a crook, right? I like graffiti. I did stupid shit. I also liked the street race back in the day, so I got busted a few times for like some outstanding warrants on tickets. Can I tell you something real quick on a side note? Yeah. That those two bumps that we hit gave me anxiety. I thought for sure I was because gonna get of this. Oh, just so you guys know, we ended up with speed wobble or death wobble, whatever that fuck wobble again. Yeah. Terrifying bond. Bond, Bond gave me shit about my death wall experience. And I wasn't there the first time that you that you had it. No, you, you were but you were you you were here for like a little baby version, like a very right. a little, like, like, like a tremor. It was like in its infancy, <laughs> starting to become a big big one. And I managed to stop in time, pull over, and the difference the difference that experience makes, man. Oh so totally. This is this is actually on our way home. So we stopped in our first major gas break. Uh Frank had drove Frank drove the first leg, and then we were switching off. Yeah. I jump in the driver's seat. Everything had been gravy up to that point. Jump in the driver's seat. We head out of the gas station, and suddenly my wheel starts to go back and forth. And I knew immediately. I'm like, okay, we're cutting this short. I don't want to get my teeth rattled out of my head. Pulled over onto the shoulder right before the freeway. Got underneath the vehicle and started turning a wrench on everything. My, uh, my rear... Um, Upper control arm and lower control arm mounts were loose. Tightened those up. Uh, 
couple other bolts were loose, tightened those up, and we were solid. But what a difference an experience makes because had I not experienced like the worst version right. of what I went through, and okay, maybe it wasn't the worst because I didn't crash and I didn't die. So it could have been worse, but it was really freaking bad. And I got the video to prove it. But having gone through that, and then having had Ken Farley's, uh, Ken Farley's dad, who's also his name, Ken Farley, senior, uh, having him come out and kind of run through stuff with me of what to look, what to check for, and what to, uh, um, what to uh, manage, I realized this is not a, for the most part, it's not that difficult of an issue to get ahead of. You just have to kind of know it, know what to look for and just tie down everything. And that usually, usually will take care of it unless you have a super wallet out bolt or yep. you have a bushing that's completely rutted and gutted and, you know, not working anymore. Absolutely. Like that was, that was something to experience. I've never, I have never experienced, obviously, and never heard it, never I mean, you know, anything. neither have I, bro. Neither <laughs> have I. And this was the year for it, the week for it. Yeah. So first time for me too, and I was like, "Wow, that's not that wasn't that bad." But you handled it well, so I didn't have to deal with the, I gotta the colossal say there's, shaking. There's worse places to uh, get something like that, though. When you have badass shops like Dixie nearby, and uh, we were actually between two Dixies at that point. There's like, like we said, there's a Dixie and Hurricane that we were still yet to drive through uh, that we could have totally stopped at. So, if you're going to break, Moab's not a bad place to break. Right, right. I, I did hear that there's not a lot of spare parts, though, because right. supply chain's fucked right now with all the um, with the Suez Canal having been blocked. It's open now, but now it's a major port or major uh, canal for goods to flow through. Um, it was blocked, literally blocked by, like, one of the largest container ships in the world sideways on that canal, and it took up the whole length of the, the width of the canal. Um and then just in general, like, you know, just production is just swamped. Right. It's so hard to get parts. I'm sure it's the same thing in the bike industry. No, right? it totally is. And we have, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but we have, I mean, they're Long Beach. We get most of our stuff through the port of Long Beach. Right. And there's like, you know, 40, 50 boats out there that are, that are sitting out there that are unscheduled from the boats that are already scheduled to come in and get unloaded. And, you know, that and that's straight from our buddy Matt, who works there. Yeah. And he's telling us kind of these little tidbits of what he, you know, these anecdotes of what he hears or work and sees. So it's, yeah, it's it's a rough situation. So, but, you know, regardless, that kind of shows how, I don't want to say creative, but ingenious or, you know, these guys get at sourcing things and fixing things. Right. Because regardless, everyone that we know that did break something got back on the trail. So the reason why Bond was giving me so much shit about um, me saying how terrifying my experience with Death Wobble was, was he had just done Pritchett Canyon, but it took him 12 hours. And normally it takes him like four because he broke. He broke a freaking 70 axle. A Dana 70, right? The UD 70? Yep, that's, exactly. That's a, it's a, that's a, that's, that's the beef. That's a, that's a beefy one, yeah. That's a beefy one, and he broke that. So, you know, it does, like we all think, oh, I'm going to get 60s, and these things will never break. Hey, you drive something hard enough for long enough, you're going to break stuff. Like some of the... Some of the best racers I ever knew from like back in my drift days, they've they've broken tie rods and they depend on that shit yeah. to, to work. So, you know, chromoly this, chromoly that, you know, disc gauge steel, shit still deforms, shit still gets stressed out. Oh yeah, and it's uh, not indestructible. It, it's just stronger. Yeah, eventually it fails. Right. <laughs> so this morning though, real quick, this morning sucked ass. Yes, it was brutal, man. What the fuck? 
getting up was i mean well, so we went to getting bed up is one thing we went to bed about 1 30 yeah and we got up about 5 5 5 30 yeah because we were going to meet marco at 6 30 yep and um i think I, it's funny because it's i in my opinion things were going well we're like oh man we're on time we're on we, time. we actually woke we up the, the getting ready packed, the jeep packed like, yeah we're get, we got things packed got things warmed up we're yep. ready to go we're ready to go you head out to the Jeep, get to get, you know, Kate warmed up and start going. I grab my bags. I'm behind you like maybe a minute, um, you know, while I finish brushing my teeth and whatnot and lock up and let's go. Let's hit it. And I'm like, where the fuck's my phone? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, that's my, okay. My let's phone's let's just like grab, the, grab the code and get back in. Oh, the code's on the damn phone. That's right. Oh, and it's 530 in the morning. And no one's awake. Nope. And oh, Frank, where's your watch? So I go back to look inside. I go, ah, maybe it's like, it's by this time, it's like almost 6.30. And we're like, maybe someone's awake now. Yeah. You know, maybe someone's alarm went off and they're up and walking around or whatnot. So I'm going to go check. So I'm peeking through the door. And what do I see on the counter? My watch. Your watch. My Apple watch. <laughs> so I'm like, damn it. Dude. Two for two. <laughs> mind you, up to that point, we've been feverishly struggling to get my iPad linked up to the internet. So that, and thankfully, right. you had that little <laughs> MiFi connection, right? Yeah, which, uh, by the way, my phone had one bar on AT&T, and my little MiFi on Verizon also had one bar. Yeah. So not no, super helpful. Dude, internet in general sucks them up. Like, talk about being in the dark ages. Like, it's the most beautiful place, and I maybe it's by design, but they're not about the internet life. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. I get it. But still, man, you guys still got to get things done. Still got to work, bro. Still got to work. So anyways... I get like half my messages to download, but still not the one from Dustin from Rugged. The code's on there. I'm just like super bummed because I'm like, I'm, I'm envisioning staying there till like eight o'clock, nine o'clock before somebody like finally Right, exactly, which is so terrible. I, I do one last ditch effort for what I thought could be the code. And, and you were sitting there in the driver's seat, like reciting numbers. You're like, was it this, was it that? Yeah, was I was like this? trying to remember the motion my right. hand made. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Shit, it worked, man. No, it didn't. No? no, 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 no. I got to the I got to the door, and the door was open in the room. I could see through the window the glass pane. Oh, okay. And one of the guys had woken up, and I knocked, and he ah. came open. That's what I told you. You're That's like, right. oh, no, you did I it. Forgot. Yeah, I'm no. like, no. Homeboy, his door was open. You're like, it wasn't open when I went there. That's right. Stopped. That's right. It wasn't. Yeah. So he was a super good. I mean, dude, the guys at Rugged are awesome. They are like so nice, so accommodating. Dustin's one of the best humans I know. And straight up, he saw me at 6.30 in the morning, and he's just smiling, laughing, and super good-natured. Uh, brings me in. I grab my phone, grab your watch, come back. You haven't even realized I got it yet. Open my door. Right. And boom. There it back is. on the road. Everything. We're ready to go. Yep. We get to Marco. He starts following us out. and Dude, can we talk about the, the, the our coffee stop for a second? Oh, well, yeah. And that, that and there was like this freaking insane clicking. Oh, so that's I was right. I ruin this opportunity to do a oh podcast my, on, the, right. on the road. Yeah, definitely talk about that. Man, so here's the thing. There's a couple of things. There's a couple of takeaways that I got from this. And I, it was never this crazy per se. Well, okay, so I've lost I've lost a caliper before, so I should know better. So full disclaimer, I should know better. I, I have a pretty thick head. And <laughs> sometimes I can be very lazy about things that are very critical. <laughs> so I, I, this is something I'm going to work on on myself. Like I need to be better. Long story short, I realized not only should you go and do a torque check, torque check on all your uh, on all your bolts and nuts, um, 
Hang on a second. What's going there on? There it is. Your phone was giving feedback. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, it was going off. That's why. Yeah, okay. So anyways, not only should you do a bolted head check after doing these trails, daily even, but uh, if you hear strange new noises, don't be like me. Don't think that you're just going to go faster and whatever it is is just going to fly off and work itself out. Right. You might not want it to fly off. Yeah, things flying is. off your vehicle typically isn't a great solution to things. Nope. <laughs> and so, you know, I I decided I'm not going to be that guy. I, I pulled over once. I couldn't troubleshoot. I couldn't find it. We got back on the road. At first, we thought it was going to go away because it kind of modulated, like, as we hit bumps. So I started to think it sounds like it's... It sounds like it's something rubbing it, something that's cyclical. So yeah, was, we thought it was like I think like a heat shield for a little bit yeah, or something. It was, like, it was connected to wheel speed. Yeah, not not yeah. necessarily RPM. So right. I was like, okay, so what is what's turning? Rotors are turning. Maybe it's maybe it's the dust shield. Well, fuck. Dust shield. Yeah. I don't have dust shields up front. So I oh. checked the dust shields. The back wasn't that. I checked my front drive shaft, and then for whatever reason, disregarded the rear one until we stopped at a ga- that gas station. And uh, speaking of gas stations, what's up? Are we? Are we we're like, about ready to for, for we're gas. about ready. Okay. Yeah. So next next stop, we'll we'll stop, pull over, which actually should bring us to the end of this podcast. Um, anyways, so I got underneath the rig, and you know what it was? It was I had to run my e-brake cables that go to the rear. They usually go over this cross member over the top. I had to run them under so I, that I had plenty of uh, articulation. Oh, okay. Well. As as your vehicle articulates, these these like cables run down and they come back up. Gotcha. Well, they I move around. It, yeah. Yeah, it got stuck between my drive shaft and my evap box, the cage that that surrounds my evap box. And so, I tucked it up. I got some zip ties out. I tied it off. Problem solved. Crisis averted. The vehicle is much more quiet. The only reason why it's kind of loud right now is because I've got major exhaust leaks, which totally suck. <laughs> Totally sucks. But, but you know what? I, I maybe it's maybe it's um, hindsight twenty twenty, or it's just you know you got to experience something worse to appreciate what you got. Um, but I don't mind the exhaust as much anymore after the clicking went away. Yeah, the clicking was like, <laughs> oh thank god, it was so loud. And this whole experience has been way better on the way up and the way back. Totally, the drive shafts that we have now, as opposed to the state they were in when we came two years ago, and I hadn't greased them. So right. again, goes all the way back to maintenance. The longer you, the more care you put into your shit, the longer it's going to last you. And let me tell you, with with the support I've gotten from my partners, with the support I've gotten from my friends, I owe it to them all to make sure I take care of my shit. And so I've definitely turned a new new corner in wanting to uh, just just treat it with the pride that I have for it, you know? Yeah. And the respect that I have for it. So I, I just, you know, if any of you guys who've supported me are listening right now, the, the week that I just had was because of you. And the amazing rig that has been created here in the form of Kate is because of you. And the fact that we have some really exciting editorial stuff coming is because of you. No one, no, we've, we've talked about this. No one man is an island. And I, I am on, I'm on a, I'm in a country full of awesome, badass people. Whether we work together or we share drinks together or we do both together. Um, I'm just very lucky and blessed because I've had an amazing time and it's been due in a huge part to everyone that supported me. Yeah. And you know what? I want to just give a special appreciation um, 
to the people that listen to this podcast because a lot of you do reach out to us and message us and tell us about um, you know something cool that you heard like whether it was going to Eddie World or you know going to a campsite or something somewhere that we've been that you discovered you know by listening that you that you loved or maybe it was something like a life situation right and some of some of the issues that we talk about sometimes in our own lives and those messages I mean they truly mean a lot and honestly I don't think either one of us would be doing it if we thought that we weren't helping you guys in some way um, through something even if it's just to have fun it does it does make it a little more more worthwhile I've always said this like we are in the business with any off-road industry whether we're influencers we're parts manufacturers we're lobbyists we're trail stewards um, or we're just a weekend off-roader we're in the business of fun if you ever lose sight of that fact if you're a lighting company, if you're a suspension company, if you're a tire company, and you think you're doing anything more than creating fun and opportunities for people to have more fun, you're in the wrong business. You're fooling yourself, straight up. Yes, we are creating joy, but we are creating fun. It is a fun industry. It is a awesome industry. It is an industry that shouldn't be taken so seriously that people don't like their jobs. And I see it all the time, and I see people struggle, and it's like, for what? Because we're making fun? I know it's hard to make a buck. I know it's stressful, but at the end of the day, if you're in it for the right reasons, if you're doing it for the right causes, you should be having fun. You should be laughing. Like it's the Casey fundamentals. Like we have these fundamentals we do. Like um, there's like 24 of them. And one of them was like laugh every day. And it's so true. How much did you laugh this week? Um, so much that my abs are sore. Dude, sore abs, sore throat, just... <laughs> yeah, and I'm a little hoarse. <laughs> a little hoarse. Like, a lot of joy was had this week. Um, even through working long hours, being on the trail, getting content, you know, leading trails, whatever it was. But a lot of fun was had. Absolutely. And, and a lot of family was, was reinforced and camaraderie was made and just good people came together. Um, that's what it's about. That's what it's about. If, you're, if it's about the bottom line for you, there's so many ways to make a buck. This industry might not be for you. Yeah. And you know, the old saying goes, um, if you if you do something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And I 100% believe that, especially now that I'm in my 40s and I can actually look back on something. Hold on for that. Hold on a second. I got a ship. <laughs> All right. Ship um, break. <laughs> um, I firmly believe that now that I'm in my 40s and I can look back at the career that I've had, you know, and maybe maybe every moment didn't feel that way, right? But it's definitely true. Like I can imagine, you know, a dozen other career choices that where I would have never been as happy, right? And and met as many cool people as I would have met, and for that, no regrets. No regrets. You know, I don't want one little letter. I really don't want to take away from anything you just said, but I I do have a friend who who put it a different way. He goes, people say do what you love you'll never work a day in your life and he said I do what I love and I've never worked harder in my life and I'm like I could see that side too so I could see both sides I mean on one hand right but you're not because yeah, it's not work right it's fun well it's fun but it is a lot of hard work a lot of us bust our asses so yeah. hard right yeah but we're willing to sacrifice it's a sacrifice I think yeah. is what it comes out to yeah, it's driven it's, it's it's out of passion right absolutely so long story short I, how would you how would you rate this week compared to even like last time? I mean, last time, if 
we would have to double the scale. If we were if we were like on a scale of one to five last time, and we rated it a five, we would have to double the scale to one to ten, just <laughs> to make room for the extra five awesome things that we did. That's like that's like going to two hundred percent over. 100%. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. We just. I mean, the where we where we were as individuals, and where we are now. Let right. alone what what you've done to Kate. Like, it's it's awesome. Like the level of growth. I'm happy. I, I, it made me happy. It made me happy to see what you what you've been able to accomplish as one of my close friends. Like, I can't. Thanks, dude. Can't say enough. I mean, it was, and I'm 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 honored, I'm proud to be a part of the experience and the fact that I get to be your wingman and photographer on this trip. And, dude, and we get to have a lot of really cool conversations while we're driving to random ass places. Oh, total. But have we even? There's some cool shit that Frank's gonna be part of. That's thanks to this trip and him bringing his camera and. Just all of us connecting right. different dots together. <laughs> um, it's going to be great for me. Yeah, it's going to be great for him. And I cannot wait to show you what we what we kind of worked on. Um, KC got a lot of value out of having uh, our boy Frank on this trip. Uh, the dude is a very talented photographer. Thank and you. if you don't know it, go check out his page, uh, Truck and Make Truck Face or uh, Frank Lenz. Uh, how do you spell that one? Frank's lens. Uh, Frank's underscore lens. Underscore lens. So yeah. Frank's like plural, like or right. like possessive. Like possessive. Underscore yeah. lens. Yeah. Yeah, and just great shots. And he's got a he's got a huge love for automotive, all things automotive. So Thank you'll you. see a lot of cool photos of really really beautiful rigs and shot in beautiful ways and post processed. Really nice because post processing is an art, and if you don't have a good eye, it's always gonna suck. So there's only a few people I really consider like pretty good in my in my book, and Frank's one of them. My buddy Garrett Spicer is another one Evans, day. Evan's pretty good. From Evans, Evans, badass. Evans, yeah. badass. Yeah. So I just love the kind of quality that I'm surrounded by. And it's good to have you because you're always with me. So, you know, just put your ass to work. Uh, <laughs> get some of these shots. Um, I can't even say shots without feeling a little sick in my stomach, though. Let me tell you. Oof. Yeah. What a week. I'm not saying I drank profusely, but I'm not saying I didn't drink either. Let's just put it that way. It's been, it's been fun. It's been a wild ride. It's been an awesome ride. I thank the city of Moab for hosting us. Don't give up on us off-roaders. We love this place. We want to take care of it, and we want to work together again, stronger together. I think there's a compromise to be had. People have to come to the table and just speak plainly, speak clearly, and uh, be heard and come to a compromise, right? There's always that Absolutely. So, shall we pay some bills? Let's pay some bills. Let's pay some bills. First I can't. Up, I can't believe we just did three episodes, bro. I'm. I love it. At Moab. I That's what it. we set out to that, do. I that feel was the like this should had. be a tradition, a Moab tradition. The Moab tradition. You Absolutely. Know what? Next year, as no. long as we don't have COVID fifty-five, like the Moab three. The Moab three. <laughs> Jesus. We're gonna. <laughs> we're gonna come. We're gonna come now. I'm gonna have the right support team in place, so that things get handled on the work side. And we're going to really up our game in the experiential with the family. And we are going to take it up a notch for KC. Um, I'm already thinking of like spring camp in Moab. There's some amazing sites out there. We're going to do some really fun shit. So anyways, let's get to, uh, let's get to the sponsors. Yep. So uh, a group of, of companies that share the passion and work hard because they love it, like we said earlier. Uh, first one up is Rebel Off Road. Rebel Off Road, local, awesome guys. We, you hear us talk about them all the time. They've Take worked care on, of us. They've worked on both of our rigs extensively. A lot, a lot. And of work. developed some cool products. If you haven't seen their bed rack for the Gladiators, 
you need to see that if you own one. Dude, that thing is ridiculous. Bumpers, front and rear bumpers, yep. like you know, they're they're going to be the, coming out with more products even like for the JL and the Gladiator. Yeah, I actually feel like Rubble is kind of going through its second second phase, like a big boom. Yeah, they're like a they're resurgence cr- yeah. of what they're all about, and what they do. Yeah, so. they are they are like hitting a stride that is awesome to see. Yeah, I mean, if I if I wasn't supported so well by Evo. Evolution Motorsports and yeah. uh, uh, Evolution Off Road, like I, I'd be 100% all rebel, rebelled out. But you know, Rebel has supported me in ways that I can't be thankful enough for, and I'm so glad to be part of uh, Bond's very select and tight team of people that he cares about, like you, um, and and a lot of the people we met this week who are also supported by Rebel Off Road. He just he truly cares. Absolutely. Uh, next so, up, so check them out, rebeloffroad.com. So next up is uh, Milestar Tires. Milestar, like I said, I mean, we spoke about them extensively. Uh, I got I got put onto their factory team, which I think means there's going to be a lot more opportunities for me to do some of these things that I really love to do um, in a in a more supported capacity uh, through them. So I'm excited to see what this year brings. But I run their uh, Patagucci's, also known as the Patagonias, the Milestar <laughs> Patagonias. It's their mud train. Um, they make a variety of tires, but these tires are amazing in that they, uh, hang on one second, guys. Hey, Marco, we are pulling off at this exit right here to get gas. Over. So, they, they make a variety of tires, but I run their, I run their mud trains and the mud trains are amazing. They're like pillows. Like you put them on and it's like night and day difference from other tires that I've run. Those are the ones you've heard the lugs. You've heard, you know, the rumble has been real. The drone's been real. On these tires, there is no drone. Straight up, call me out all you want. There is I'm no drone. I'm driving them, it's they're, they're fantastic. And the only time that people really start to experience like crazy ass drone is when they underinflate them thinking that they have to have a certain contact patch and they don't realize that these tires are designed to run on the crown, which is very unique. What's the crown? So the crown is the very, uh, the top of the tire where it kind of crests. The center point. The center point of the tire. And there's a certain amount of crown that you want to be on and it's not what you would normally think it's not from edge to edge of the lugs it's actually maybe like a few inches in on either side so you know they always say air up to factory pressure and that's kind of what you want to uh that's where you want to be to get the best performance out of these uh tires awesome and uh let's go let's go for uh the mellow off-road yep the mellow off-road um also local here to southern california out in corona they make awesome awesome armor um, for Toyota and Lexus vehicles, bumpers, sliders, yep. um, rear, you name it, uh, they'll take care of you. They're hugely knowledgeable in the suspension game for those vehicles as well. Um, Jason's just building a badass GX right now. Dude, so, so he's built a GX, yeah. which has taken him out of like what traditionally you saw from him. Right. And he's also hard at work at some really cool shit that has nothing to do with Toyota. Totally, Toyota's. totally. If you've heard the podcast that we do with him, he's got like Bronco stuff coming. So if you're on the list. I cannot wait to get it on my wife's Bronco that she's if getting. If you're on the list and you're ordering a Bronco, which I know a lot of you are, you Gotta, need to have a conversation with Jason DeMello. Yeah. And and get on that list because I guarantee you those are going to go super fast. Especially and with IFS, you're not going to yeah. want a lot of steel. Yeah. You're going to want a good aluminum and shit. He, I guarantee you he's going to produce both and they're going to go quick and that's another wait list you're going to want to get on so that you're not going a year or, set, or eight months without a badass bumper awesome. on your setup. Well, brother, this this has been great. We pulled it off, dude. We pulled it off. We're a couple hours from home now. It's, it's the home stretch. Two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah, uh, I can gas. deal with that. Yep. I can... I can I can take us the rest of the way. <laughs> I will relieve you of duty. <laughs> As you see fit, let's do it. Dude, so hey guys, out there, 
Thank you so much. Um, I'll leave it off with saying, look into some of these organizations out there like Tread Light, Lake Corvo, um, Cal Four Wheel, uh, or in your state, find, find organizations to get in touch with because that's important to us as well. And uh, I just appreciate you coming on this trip with me, Frank, um, and taking the pictures that you did. I cannot wait to start sharing them <laughs> on social with me everyone. Too, too. You got Such it, a great time. Thanks, man. Yeah, you got it, man. All right, everyone. I am Ali from Kate the Jeep. I'm Frank at Trucky McTruckface. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.